We honor smart thinkers in our culture. We call them geniuses. But the full definition of a genius is exceptional intellectual or creative power or other natural ability. Even Einstein said, I never made one of my discoveries through the process of rational thinking. On this episode of I Am Vibrant, I'm here to propose you do something radical versus rational. Shift out of your head and into your body as a regular practice for running your business. Join me now for this episode of I Am Vibrant. So what would happen if you started to lead your business and your life from your body instead of your mind? Even though, yes, our culture celebrates the genius, right? As somebody with high intellect. But the true definition, if you look up genius, the true full definition is an exceptional intellect or creative power or other natural ability. Even Einstein, who said, This, I never made one of my discoveries through the process of rational thinking, seemed to know there was something else. And if you follow Einstein, he's one of my favorites for sure. There's always this incredible blend of science and spirituality. So I'll tell you, I'll answer my own question here of what would happen if you started to lead your business and your life with your body. I've I've seen it happen so many times with myself, my clients. What happens is you begin to experience a beautiful blend of success with fulfillment and joy. I'm Leah Lund, and this is the I Am Vibrant podcast. And I'm here to tell you, you came into your human body to create through feeling. I'll repeat that. You came into your human body to create through feeling, not through thinking, not through overthinking, not through the mind, not through the head, but to create through feeling, which happens in the human body. Our emotions are a gauge of the vibrational quality of our frequency and or of our energy. We attract what we feel and we feel not with the head, but with our body. So the way it stands to reason then, the way to follow your divine purpose, to create what you are here to create, to follow your soul-driven passions to their fullest expression is to reconnect with the intelligence of your body. The body is a space where mind and spirit intersect. And there's much, much wisdom there. If you learn three things, and this is the, the three ways to shift that I'm teaching here. There's much, much wisdom from the body when, number one, you learn to be present with it. Number two, you learn to support and nourish the body. And number three, you draw upon the body when you are making a decision or deciding on a strategy. You draw upon the body for discernment. So let me first talk about being present with the body. Now, toward the end, I'm going to give a whole process that brings you into very strong presence with the body. But first, let's start with kind of some background, because in order to even do that practice, it really depends on the quality of the relationship that you have with your body to begin with. So I ask you, how do you see your body right now? If you don't have a great relationship or think highly of your own body, have respect for your own body, treat your body as the best relationship you'll ever have in your life, If you don't have that in place first, 
And then you go, go out of the blue, looking to the body, inquiring with the body for some wisdom to help you maybe decide, should I take this job or not take that job or, you know, whatever it is, you're really treating your body. You're kind of being a fair weather friend to your own body, right? So it's really important to have a foundation of a good relationship with your body first. So then you can start fully utilizing it as the discernment tool that it can be. So how do we form a great relationship with our body? Well, let's start with the direct communication that you have to your body about itself, about your body. Just like our brain, our brain is always listening and it always believes you. Whatever you tell your brain, it believes you. Your body is exactly the same way. It's always listening and it always believes what you say. So what have you told your body lately about itself? Do you celebrate everything that you love about your body on a regular basis? Or do you criticize it and cut it down and judge it and beat up on it it with negative self-talk? So start with your direct communication. What do you tell the body about itself? What do you tell your body through your thoughts, through your actions, through what you maybe even say even self-deprecating humor, what are you telling your body that you believe about it? Then there's indirect communication. What are you telling your body through, not necessarily words or thoughts, but through your behavior? What are you implying by the way you treat the body? Do you ask it to work for you, even though it's had no sleep? Do you imply to your body uh, that it you you... It's not worthy of investment by only giving it cheap food, for example. What messages are you sending to your body? What instructions basically are you giving it by how you treat it and what you say about it and what you think about it? To be dissatisfied with your body is to be dissatisfied with yourself. And that's part of having conditional love instead of unconditional love. So every opportunity you have is an opportunity Every, every way that you treat your body, self-care, no self-care, it's all an opportunity, an invitation to show your body what you think of it, how you value it, and where it lies in the importance and the priority in your life. Next part of being present with your body is asking yourself, what emotional energy have you asked the body to hold? We've all been using our body our entire lives to store and possibly repress all the emotions that you don't want to feel, all the things you're resisting, thinking about, processing, or feeling. So a very powerful exercise to begin to be present with your body and to be one with your body is to sit down with the journal in solitude for at least an hour and write a review of some of the things that you have stored in your body and asked your body to carry around. What have you repressed down into the body? What emotions? What are the emotions that you've stuffed? What are the memories that you block and try to avoid? Which life experiences do you not want to talk about or even acknowledge, even think about to yourself? Start from somewhere around the age of 12, and you can write your reflections in 10-year blocks. It sort of helps you see the, the journey of your life. 
and find those things that you deny, that you avoid, that you haven't fully processed, because that's the energy you're asking your body to carry around. And then it's, it makes it so difficult to turn and use the body as, as a tool for discernment, because what's a body to do if it's got all of this guilt, all of this stress, all of this pain, all of this trauma, all of this disappointment, all of this heartbreak of, genera- of, of decades, rather, of your entire life, all stored and repressed in it, how is a body supposed to be open and free enough to be your discernment tool. It's very difficult, if not impossible. So complete this exercise. Take as long as it takes. Do it as many times as it takes. But always, always complete it with curiosity and not judgment. Next, you can write down the things in your journal that you resist or don't like about your life right now. You could even do this exercise about the things you resist or don't like in the world right now. The intention of this journaling is to see your life really through the eyes of your body and what it's been asked to carry. What emotional energy has it been asked to endure, to carry around with it day after day after day after day? When you do this, when you call this out into the light by taking it out of the body and writing it into the journal, you're clearing the plate of the emotional weight that you're asking your body to carry. By the way, don't be surprised if you actually lose physical weight when you do this deep enough, regularly enough, often enough as well. Okay, second shift. Once you have become present, more present with your body, when you see your body and yourself as one, then you can move on to number two, which is paying attention to the support and the nourishment that you give your body. If you're if you followed me for a while, um, I probably don't have to go over the basics of self-care, but I'll give a quick review for anybody who's new to my work. But first of all, feeding your body nutrient-dense, high-vibe foods, eliminating things like sugar, caffeine, alcohol, substances, gluten, dairy, sleep, get ensuring that you give your body its reparative time. The body can't balance hormones, for example, if it doesn't have seven to nine hours of sleep. It can't detox properly. You are putting additional taxation on your body. If you don't get enough sleep and then you go back out, it goes back out into the world with all of that emotional history, still caring, didn't have enough sleep to even detox what happened today. You're compounding, compounding, compounding the heaviness and the weight that you ask your body to carry around. So sleep seven to nine hours and especially sleeping from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That is a sweet spot for the deepest sleep for the most restorative time for the body. So even if you got eight hours, but it wasn't from 10 to 2, it's going to compromise the body's ability to do what it needs to do in the sleep mode. Then movement for the body. Break a sweat. It's, It's easy to think. You can complicate it with a lot of different rules and regulations and and specific theories, but really the body needs to break a sweat most days of the week. So those are the basics. But for really deep support and nourishment of the body, start to think about what are you feeding it vibrationally? In order to support your body fully, you must become a master of self-regulation of your own energy. Because whatever energy you expose the body to, you're feeding it. So whether that energy is sourced internally 
or externally, whatever vibration you're exposing the body to much, most often is the vibration it's going to match. And that comes from thoughts, that comes from feelings, that comes from foods, that comes from movement or lack of movement, that comes from divine connection or lack of divine connection. And that comes from the environment in which you ask your body to live every single day. So pause for a moment and think about even just today so far. What have you exposed your body to vibrationally? Thoughts? Has there been guilt? Has there been self-judgment? Has there been hopelessness? What kinds of emotions, emotional energy coming from yourself, coming from the others that you put yourself around? Your body is truly your most important relationship in our lives because it's a connection to divine too. So I, I, I'm grouping divine creator source in with body for the purposes of this conversation. And so doesn't it make sense to make the top priority self-regulation of the type of energy that you expose your precious body to? Now, if you have had trauma in the past, if there's trauma imprinting, if you um, were abused in any way, the stress response imprint gets to be, I was going to say needs to be, but really gets to be processed. So our body's stress response is fight or flight or freeze or fawn. And here's the thing. You don't always have to understand exactly when, where, how, why the trauma occurred. You can just be aware that you go into fight, flight, freeze, fawn when you're triggered in some way. And you can start to take that as your invitation to get back into your body and to work with that oneness of your body so that your body becomes a really safe place to be again. And childhood trauma isn't only the capital T traumas. Childhood trauma can be that you were not seen or heard, not paid attention to, that you didn't have maybe a parent figure that knew how to regulate their own emotions. Maybe you didn't have a parent figure that um, honored your reality. So if you said you felt something, maybe they said, no, you don't. If you said you saw something, maybe they said, no, you don't. If you didn't have a parent figure that, that modeled boundaries, if you had a parent figure that was hyper-focused on appearance and surface level versus what was going on emotionally, and how you were feeling and self-expression. If you were told indirectly or directly by a parent figure that you can't or shouldn't be experiencing certain emotions, these are all forms of trauma. And we carry this with us unless we start to form a different relationship with our body. We carry it with us. We ask the body to carry it. And then we expect the body to be able to be a clear uh, discerning tool, discernment tool for us. Now, fawn, fawn is not always, is maybe less known as a stress response, but fawn is a reaction where the stress response is that a person just goes along. It can look like people pleasing, like trying to fix things, like trying to be the rescuer. And it, it is a response that when it's repeated, you, you're likely just going up in your head to avoid what's happening. And if you don't deal with it, then it's, you can never heal it. People who have the fawn stress response, it, it can cause one to be very reactive. 
And so any healing from this heavy weight of emotional trauma that the body is carrying requires a couple of things. It requires, first of all, foundational practices for downregulating the nervous system and getting you back in your body. So yes, that's meditation on a daily basis. Yes, that's breath work on a daily basis. But it's also the ability to feel and release emotional energy. Emotion is energy. Emotion as energy in the moment all day long as it's coming up and as it's happening. So create for yourself some non-negotiables for self-regulation of your energy. Because without self-regulation, energy energy weight will continue to collect. You will be continuing to put more and more inside of your body and asking your body to walk around with all that weight if you don't get into a self-regulating mode that you that you practice all day long every day. So what does self-regulation look like? Well, the opposite of self-regulation looks like some trigger happens during the day and you you get out of your body, you go up in the head and what you've done really and this happens for so many is is disconnected from the divine dissociated from your divine capabilities busying your whole day up with small self activity grasping reaching stretching struggling all all thinking 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 overthinking procrastinating overanalyzing being up in the head all day is not self-regulating. And what happens when you're doing that is you won't even notice when your body is trying to work with you. Maybe the body's breath is constricted. Maybe you have a, a tightness in your jaw. Maybe the heart chakra is heavy. Maybe there is pain in your neck and you're not even aware of it because you're so up in your head. This means you've disconnected from the body. And that also means you've disconnected from your power source, from the source that created you, whatever you call it. I call it God but source creator, you've disconnected from the supply chain of energy. And it feels that way. You'll know it by how you feel. When you pause and ask, what am I feeling right now? You'll feel disconnected, discouraged, dissatisfied, sad, unworthy, empty. It's when you're most likely to be searching for something outside of yourself to fill up the void, the right food, the right soulmate, the right job, the right course, the the right diet, the right place to live. And that thinking that whenever I find that thing, then I'm going to feel more connected and better. And you can, you're living in the void when that's happening. And I know because I've been there, but you could pass your, your whole life could pass by you living in that void. If you don't get back into your body all the while, while you are up in your head and not in your body, all the while, the fullness, the wholeness, the peace, the relaxation, the confidence the worthiness that you seek that is abundantly available by being connected to the divine that is accessed through the body. You access through the body to access the divine. It's all available to you. It is like a breath away and yet you're up in your head. The more you're up in your head, emotions old and new are not processed. And by processed, I mean feeling them as long as they require to be felt so that they can then be released. And over time, when you're not processing, when you're staying up in the head, 
you're creating acute discordancy in the body. And that plays out as more pain in your back or your shoulder or wherever it is you're feeling the pain, more headaches, could be infertility, could be sleep problems, could be anxiety, could be panic, weight gain, hormone imbalance, brain chemistry depletion, premature aging. When you self-regulate, the body can begin once again to receive energy in from source. When you are supporting and nourishing the body with like energy, meaning very high vibration energy, food, thoughts, environment, then you harmonize, you stay clear, and that divine source energy can always be flowing to you and it can in fact throw, flow through you and out of you to create exactly what you're looking to create. And guess what? How attraction works. When you're putting that energy out, you get more back in return. So how do you self-regulate? That was all why. <laughs> Hopefully, you're on board with self-regulation. How do you self-regulate? Check in at least every 90 minutes. How am I doing in my body? What am I feeling in my body? Every 90 minutes. At first, you'll probably have to set a phone alarm or some kind of reminder because it won't feel natural. But checking in and growing the awareness, that is... The first step, and it's the most powerful step because everything changes with awareness. Then learn to release energy on the go, on the fly, all the time. Every time you release energy, you're accessing your vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is a portal really to other dimensions. It's our antenna. It's our sensory abilities. But if we're up in the head and not in the body and not in the breath, we're not activating vagus nerve. And by the way, we can't, none of us, we cannot create beyond our feelings or our perceptions or our treatment of our own energy. And the body is the sensory device to process the emotions. So regular check-in, what am I feeling and what do I need to release? How do you release on the go and on the fly? Well, there's countless practices, but choose yours that are your non-negotiables that not only every 90 minutes in the day are you going to check in, but whatever is a discordant energy that you become aware of, you're going to release. Have your go-tos of how you're going to release. It could be um, getting into water. I know that's you're not always able to do that throughout the day, but wow, showers work miracles for this. It could be movement, standing up, moving around your desk, walking outside, even moving your workstation to a stand-up desk so you can be stretching while you work. Energy release can look like dance or laughter yoga or breath work. You can press your hands up against a wall and do like push-ups off the wall. You could do warrior pose, yoga poses. You could do any kind of kinesthetic release. Anything like you could write your thoughts if you're having stressful type thoughts, write them on little slips of paper and actually tear the little papers up. Jumping jacks, screaming, <laughs> um, whatever is appropriate for the situation you, you're in, all of those things, even just a long forced exhale. It's a form of breath work. <gasps> 
The point is do it often, do it regular, do it all day long, do it every day. Check in, be aware, release. It will keep your body going. You will be treating your body as such a loyal friend. And can I just add, let's make this a typical thing in every meeting, every business meeting, have energy release be part of it. Teach your team, teach your children. Awareness of what the body is feeling and telling you. The process of the emotions instead of storing them in the body as blocks. The release of block ongoing. You're going to do the work to deal with the history, the old blocks, but the release of energy ongoing will prevent you from creating new blocks. Stay in the body, stay in the breath, because when you're in the body, when you're in the breath, you're connected with the divine energy source. Keep that energy container that is your body as clear as possible by what you choose to feed it. Okay, we come to uh, point number three, which is drawing upon the body's wisdom when needed. The body as an extension of the divine as your highest source of wisdom. How it works, we take in all the energy of the universe. We have access to it. We filter it, hopefully now with what you've learned through a really pure energy container body. And you put that out in the world and create what you desire to create. And the energy of that also comes back to you. Discernment of what action to take is a part of that creative process. And so here's a tool for using the body. Once you have have followed through with the first two steps here. So once you have become present with the body, become one with the body, you're doing that on an ongoing basis. You are paying attention to the body, number two, and supporting and nourishing the body with everything from thoughts, feelings, foods, movement, divine connection, environment, all of it, and energy release is ongoing, self-regulation. Then you can come to using the body as a discernment tool. This is for the big things. So when the big things come up, should I move or not move? Or where should I move? Um, Should I stay in a relationship or get divorced? Should I take this job or stay where I am? Is it safe for me to travel? What medical treatment will be best for me? The big, big questions when you've stayed present with your body and you have this awesome relationship and you're treating it well and you're nourishing it, you can come to the body to solve those problems, answer those questions, make decisions, find the strategy. Should I go this way in my business or that way? Should I go to working with more high-end clients or should I do a membership and, and go for uh, you know, a higher reach of more people in my membership? Is it best for me to, to uh, do some Facebook ads or is it best for me to run a summit or you know, whatever it is in your business? The big questions when you've stayed present in your body and you've had this awesome relationship, then you can come and literally ask your body a question. And I'm going to show you how. First of all, the question needs to be a a singular question. So at one point in my life, I was deciding this might sound um, like a no-brainer or something, but um, I was deciding, should I move to Hawaii or should I move to Texas? I wouldn't want to ask my body that, should I move to Hawaii or Texas? 
You could, but what will really serve you in greater discernment is ask one question at a time. So should, so will moving to Hawaii serve me best? And then do this process I'm going to describe. And then I could do it again for will moving to Texas serve my best. Okay. So it's, you'll get the best result if you ask a, a single question. When you ask that question, then you're going to move through each chakra, starting at root, place your hands, both hands in the area of the root chakra. This is the pubic bone area. This is center of safety, security, trust, basic human needs, abundance. Close your eyes and start breathing into that chakra and ask, what would you have me do? You've asked the question, will moving to Hawaii serve me best? What would you have me do? You're going to remain in contact with your hands with that chakra Breathe in and out. Try to go for 10 minutes. And what you're assessing is do you get to a state of openness in that chakra or does the chakra remain tight, constricted? Then you move up to sacral. You repeat the same process. Sacral chakra being center of creativity, sexuality, emotions, passion. You, I think you guys know your chakras. Repeat the same question. Will moving to Hawaii serve me best? What would you have me do? Stay with your hands in contact with that chakra for 10 minutes. At the end of 10 minutes, does it feel open or does it still feel constricted? Is there discordant, confused energy there or is it clear and open? Keep moving up, solar plexus, heart chakra, throat chakra, third eye, crown chakra. Do each one, ask the questions the same way. Keep your hands making physical contact with that chakra for at least 10 minutes. At the end of it all, you're, you're asking a higher level of communication with the divine as you move up the chakras. By the time you get to crown, that's the center of enlightenment, consciousness, divine connection, oneness, transcendence. If you've managed to open all of those chakras in that period of time, your body is giving you a yes, a full body yes. If you get to crown and some have been open and some have not, go again. If, if you have to go more than twice, then that choice is not appearing in the current moment anyway as something meant for you to do, something serving you at this time. So then you can move on to another question. Now, this is one of many, many practices that I teach for using the body as a discernment tool for making more divine-informed, divine-will choices and decisions and choosing from options and knowing where to go and what your purpose is and what your vision is and what you're meant to be doing. But I teach many, many others as well. First of all, I'd like to say, try this practice and let me know about your experience. You can email me at leah at onewholehealth.com. And if you're listening to this podcast when it's first release, I invite you to take this further to really join me for a 30-day practice because things do, we get more clarity 
over repetition and over time. And so I have a 30-day practice called Sovereign Soul. It's starting soon. And it is a combination of daily attunement practices. You'll practice a daily attunement technique of some type every single day for 30 days, as well as we will have five master classes on unlearning the hustle and learning to instead reconnect with divine and your body for discernment and for strategy, if you want to call it that. That's such a mindy word, but um, and for finding your vision and living that vision, creating that desired reality. You can find the details and join us at bit.ly forward slash sovereign dash soul. I will put that link in our show notes and I hope to see you there. Either way, I hope this has helped you to learn how to start using your body as the best decision maker, best problem solver, and best way to lead in your business and in your life. Thanks for listening to I Am Vibrant. This is Leah Lund and I will be with you next time. 